so i guess we are back yeah i guess we are nice <laughs> oh man okay hey everyone welcome back to a brand new season of the imagine order now it's definitely been a while we lacked some motivation so it, it required some inspiration and looking around and gathering ourselves to get back to this uh, but no i think it feels good to be back uh, did you miss doing this dishnu yeah i absolutely missed this the only thing that gave me more joy than coming back for another season of the imagined order was a certain party not winning in uh, tamil nadu west bengal and my own state kerala and i feel aditya a lot has changed from the first year i mean from a year ago when we started the podcast like everything has changed i think we are still at our homes the world is still at a standstill sorry our country is still at a standstill and uh, it's still locked down so yeah a lot has changed but on a brighter note this time we have a lot of fun aspects to discuss such as movies culture to more obscure topics like philosophical thought economics obviously anthropology and etc so we'll be getting guests from different fields and it's going to be an incredible season apart from that i don't think there is anything new is there anything new aditya no i don't think so man it's just the same old us yeah yeah um uh, guys like i am also here so you might want to like you know kind of, at least like wait, an honorable wait. mention probably w- what is that sound are they what's that sound i, I don't know, know. I, i could what? hear it could you hear that no I, i i i heard it but it sounded like that guy from what's this behavior or what's this attitude or something like that another podcast oh yeah that uh, some some uh, tiktok name it had no <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, I guess that guy. <laughs> What? I've seen your Spotify. I've seen your Spotify here and thingy. Okay, you all listen to it. Just don't pretend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess some something's new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess. Uh, well, Mr. Alvin D'Souza will be joining us too this time on our podcast. So that's some big news, Vishnu. What are your thoughts? Yeah. 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 Uh, my thoughts. who cares anyways we are going to have an exciting first episode uh, we have a guest who has made their appearance on this podcast before and we'll be talking about a lot of stuff mainly about this episode will be focused on the second wave of the covid pandemic in india which has hit us terribly and yeah yep uh, we'll be talking about the vaccination uh, we'll be talking about concerns surrounding the same we'll be talking about things like the plasma therapy the oxygen crisis that we're going through right now and how a lot of people are using social media to become covid warriors and helping people around them so we have a very very uh, great episode lined up and uh, hope you enjoy this uh, first episode of season 2 of uh, the imagined order welcome to the podcast alden thanks jishnu okay hello and uh, welcome to this first episode of season 2 am i right adi is that correct yes yes how, yeah okay good start right good yes start. great start so anyways yes we are on episode number 1 of season number 2 of the imagined order uh this is not a voice that usually starts the episode so i'm just going to ask adi to chip in now and uh, tell us what we're going to be discussing about uh this of course i mean this season onwards i think we did our intro where we're going to take a different approach so keeping that same thing in mind um we are going to have a, a lot free flowing uh, conversation but briefly the topics that we are going to touch upon would be the vaccination that's that's the biggest thing the elephant in the room 
the second wave of COVID, which has hit really hard this time around. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the oxygen and the supply chain issues that India is really facing right now and all the bottlenecks, some other here and there topics, medical information that we really need to understand and the failure of being prepared and a lot of other things, a lot of other things. So we'll just keep the flow open and we'll see all the topics that come up. Uh, but yes, we are going to be addressing about the second wave that is hit, second wave of coronavirus, which has hit um, India really, really hard. And Jishnu, who do we have with us today? Yeah, so obviously, we whenever we have to talk about anything related to corona or anything related to medicine, we always have to bring in the most jobless uh, doctor around. So unfortunately, there's more, the most jobless doctor around is my own brother. Dr. Ashwin Prem is here. So, hi Ashwin, welcome back to the podcast. Not like we were inviting you back, we had no other choice. <laughs> Thanks Vishnu for that really flattering introduction. And I'm starting to feel like I'm the only guest that keeps coming back here. <laughs> yeah, you are actually. <laughs> you are actually. So, for those who do not know, Ashwin was our first uh, guest ever in our podcast and uh, thank you and he, he gave us a good start everybody listened to our podcast <laughs> and uh, you know and Ashwin is a MBBS graduate from Ames and he is actually uh, trying to pursue MDXM which is very very sad which keeps on getting delayed and postponed so let's hope I'm not saying all the best for the exam I, I'm saying all the best that you will write the exam Monday all the best Ashwin <laughs> thank you thank you okay so now without any further ado, I'd like to start off asking Ashwin and the other two panelists that we have right now. So we are in India right now. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a fortunate thing or unfortunate thing right now. Ashwin, did we screw up? Mm, yes, I think we did. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a follow up on that. Uh, so how yeah. screwed are we? Like how bad? <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty bad right now. Uh, I think someone who is working right now would be able to uh, like give a more elaborate explanation to this. Right now I'm not working, so I don't know the exact situation. But as far as I know from my friends and people who are working, I think it's, it's really bad. As far as Kerala is concerned, it's quite okay. But um, North India and all, it's, it's really getting out of hand. But North India is still in denial now. <laughs> you <laughs> they're still not giving out the original figures yeah I just saw Amit Shah's interview where he was telling what what shortage no shortage <laughs> demand supply yeah. very small narrow narrow margin <laughs> there is no shortage of oxygen and I and I, I just saw him he got angry at the reporter for asking that which I don't understand yeah, yeah I, I think this is characteristic of anything that happens in India Amit Shah is like what <laughs> 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 what I think they're just one step away from saying, now oh, you're breathing right now. Is there no oxygen in the air? They're just one step away. Just one step. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a crazy situation. Have, have you gotten the first dose of the vaccine? No, oh. I've still not gotten it. Yeah, I've registered for the vaccine, but uh, I'm still not getting centers. Even the paid centers. Haven't we all registered for the vaccine? Yeah. I just saw a meme yesterday that uh, we all registered for the vaccine. People who are above 18 can register for the vaccine, but you might get it when you're 45 above. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Like, I could have gotten it uh, during the first uh, distribution, but during the time I had some health issues, I couldn't uh, take the vaccine during the time. Now, to 
like register fresh and the centers are not available anywhere even the paid centers private centers it's all full yeah i think the other day uh, when we tried to register for the vaccine the site crashed so that is Yeah, good sign for coming. <laughs> I think you can register it through the app. Arogya said through the app, you can register it through the app. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah, COVID the website crashed, so I don't think we tried on Arogya said because that app is very annoying. It asked me, it asked me to keep switching on my Bluetooth. I was like, no, I don't have charge. <laughs> very annoying. Same, same. Yeah. Like, see, that's the problem with Indian websites because millions of people are logging in at the same time. So. Yeah. we definitely have a lot to talk about the vaccines but before that ashwin i want to ask you about uh, particularly this triple mutant and double mutant that we keep hearing and uh, that be having caused this whole big you know massive second wave of the coronavirus itself can you like give us a brief idea and maybe how big of a role it played over the first wave and like the difference maybe yeah uh, i don't think this is something uh, we did not expect because uh, these viruses they are known to be uh, fast mutating viruses so uh, i think uh, even developing a, a vaccine was a challenge because of this problem because coronaviruses are fast mutating viruses so what happened is um, like when we are developing a vaccine uh, we uh, target certain proteins that are present on the virus or a certain so something that causes the disease like um, if a pathogen enters the body the uh, immune system identifies it with certain substances like i'm not going into the detail because then we'll get all technical and medical so we are trying to mimic those things and we are trying to take those things put it into something that does not cause an infection so that the body recognizes that thing and produces an immune response so that's how the basically the vaccine works so what happens is once a lot of people develops immunity uh like any other organism uh, it evolves and it develops new proteins like in case of coronavirus i think it has these spike proteins so it can just rearrange the genetic makeup of the spike protein it can produce a new spike protein so the then what happens is the immune system does not recognize this thing because it knows the earlier virus which had a different spike protein so it has uh, the antigens and antibodies so for that particular protein it does not recognize this new thing so it's a new disease as far as the body is concerned so that's what's happening right now and this is to be expected i think um yeah yeah you know the expectation part we'll we'll definitely catch up on so something that alden and i were discussing was the flu shots that they take in the us right now every year they come up with mm. the new the every year they have to take a flu shot right so do you think that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is going to be the way forward for uh covid 19 now i don't know because influenza has a particular cycle like uh, every 5 years or every 10 years a new strain of influenza it cycles and it goes and influenza okay, has when you just for my confirmation what do you mean when you say influenza you mean the flu the flu type of vaccine right uh, sorry yeah influenza virus is a yeah virus yeah yeah, yeah. got it got it just yeah. clarifying yeah. yeah so what they do is every time a new cycle starts they'll uh, identify the most common strain and they'll develop a vaccine for it and most of the people will be all right so that's what they're doing but coronavirus is completely novel uh, like we don't know how the virus functions what what does the cycle that it follows like we don't even know if we like control this right now we don't know when the next wave will come or even if the next wave will come so 
Um, I don't think I can say anything about it right now. I think you should talk to an epidemiologist for uh, more info about uh, how the cycles are going to come. See, they are telling now May, May, mid. It is they have already predicted May, mid. It's going <laughs> to be peak. Okay, May end. It will be come down, and by June and something it will go down. Do you think that will happen? Do you, you as a medical expert, do you think that will happen? Like last time, it did not happen. So I'm guessing this time, I don't think it will happen. Okay. Right now, it's still on the rising trend. Hmm. So this, uh, like this particular epidemic, is a propagated epidemic. It means it's. Like it's spreading from one percent to two, from the two percent to four. Like it's only it's spreading faster, so the graph is always going up. Yeah. So I think it's difficult for it to come down so quickly. I don't think so, especially with these triple and double mutant strains. Mm-hmm. The people who are vaccinated, people who are already infected, they are getting reinfected. Mm-hmm. So statistically, it won't come down easily. Wow, so optimistic. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, there there is one or like the vaccination is essentially prevention of a disease, right? But the other aspect is to treat the disease. So yeah. of course, there's a medicine shortage everywhere. But there is one sort of uh, medica- not medication, a certain treatment, which is the plasma therapy, which is in the talks. And there are people saying, go donate your plasma if you've been. Uh, you've been you've been infected by covid-19 but there is yeah. also debate about this being actually effective so can you maybe clarify that first what exactly is this plasma theory plasma therapy that people are talking about yeah so what the plasma therapy actually uh, what it means is we are taking people who are already infected uh, with the disease their body will produce like the disease will bring in certain antigens and the body will produce certain antibodies against these antigens so the body can fight against it so from the part of the body the antigens are getting destroyed by the antibodies produced by the body so these are actively produced by people who have a very good immunity so what we are doing is after the uh, person who got infected uh, after they have been completely cured we are taking this their plasma uh, the plasma contains these antibodies so and we are giving it to a person who already has the disease so their body who is already weak does not have to produce their own antibodies because we are giving it from outside that is how basically this uh, plasma therapy works but um, according to the new guidelines uh, set by aims delhi uh, this plasma therapy is only approved as an as an emergency treatment in severe covid after all the other uh, treatment modalities have failed so i don't think it's the way to go because uh, it's not proven and it's not effective in a lot of people so it's taken as a last line measure an emergency measure right now i think plasma therapy got a lot of um, like traction because it was used for an earlier outbreak and it was very effective for the early outbreak but for covid-19 it's not so effective in fact it's experimentally ineffective it can be given as an emergency measure that's it I mean, it it can be tried. The protocol says it can be tried. Yeah. So earlier, as in SARS and MERS, or I would like, or an earlier outbreak. Yeah, yeah. The, the earlier SARS. Earlier SARS. Right, right, right. right. Interesting. But but then apart from uh, another major issue that we have right now is uh, one thing that we're talking about a lot is oxygen. and uh, this is the talk of the town and everywhere there's an oxygen shortage except for one state 
which uh, yeah. Jishnu has not <laughs> like has taken yeah. any opportunity <laughs> to tell us that hey listen we have oxygen you all <laughs> can <laughs> suffocate and die we have oxygen surplus see exactly Kerala yes, has yes. Kerala requires no Kerala requires 74 point Ashwin can correct me if I'm wrong Kerala requires 74.3 metric tons or something and it's producing more than 250 metric tons I'm like that's crazy <laughs> ఎవ్రీబడింగ్ Right. Why didn't any of these so-called uh, central governmental-run states or rather, you know, uh, the same party as uh, central government is ruling all those states, why, didn't, why couldn't they do that? Additionally, I'm, yeah. actually with, I'm actually with Jishnu on this question, especially Maharashtra. It was the worst hit even in the first wave. Okay, mm. they should have been the state that invested the most amount of time and research and just common sense also a little bit to ensure they were prepared for a second wave. because yeah. they they probably saw this coming in more than anyone else yeah. and they were once again facing the biggest option uh, you know shortage see i so now people will tell that see kerala already had a history of nipa and how they handled nipa and everything so they already know yeah exactly So exactly my point. No, even so, before that yeah. we had a lot of oxygen plants set up i think it's yes. more about planning yeah see so yeah, i i also read that we had one oxygen plant that what do you call it ashwin that particular that huge cylinder that's kept in the front of the liquid liquid oxygen that plant what is it called do you know some cylinder concentrator yeah maybe that that yeah. is an oxygen plant i don't yeah, think it has plant. a specific so, name yeah so yeah. all medical colleges had one they ex- they made it two all right during this uh, during this buffer time that we had when the first wave went down okay. they made it two all right so that's actually an achievement see um see, we should we should we shouldn't act dumb so i'm with atul katri and all these stand up comedians who said that see if we had the time and effort to open a stadium with the uh, with our honorable prime minister's name all right and all of that they could they could do something no no i didn't say any name uh, <laughs> we are going to get banned right now if this happens we are going to get banned no <laughs> this jawaharlal nehru stadium also okay see anyway so if they could name uh, the stadium <laughs> with the honorable prime minister <laughs> and they could make so many other things <laughs> right why not plan for this which i do not understand so yeah ashwin can go ahead with uh, his take on this yeah i think this was never their priority hmm. i think most of the people yeah. up north i i don't think they are well connected with the condition because many people who are dying from covid don't even know what covid is so they are not bothered about how they died they just bothered about people are dying and uh, they wanted to stop that's it mm. many people up now they are not even aware of such a pandemic happening in india and i actually and know, further I tried going go yeah please. i think the major the major problem or the major cause for the second wave i think it's the election ఇంకేర్లాక్షన్ 
uh, when we were discussing that time and i read about it madras like i i could accurately said you are killing people <laughs> we are going to take the charge on you for killing people right rally election rally is worse election is okay election mm. actually they conducted well at least where i am where i uh went and voted they conducted well they had kept like proper distances and yeah. everything and they had done well correct and you can maintain a distance in a like polling station you can tell them we stand like a, a stand six feet apart or whatever how can you do it in a ground packed with yeah. thousands of people very together? much and the parody song nice. like yeah and the only reason why west bengal is not the worst hit is because i don't think there is a recording of cases happening properly or anywhere up north i think like i think the reason why maharashtra and karnataka are showing such high cases because that much testing is happening because if they start doing the same testing in up tomorrow that place is going to go bonker <laughs> you see the charges going like 3 lakh a day and stuff so it's just absolutely insane and actually i think i earlier remarked about dr harshwardhan the union health minister stating this which was oxygen was available in adequate quantity earlier also and now it is Uh, and it is now being made available from multiple sources quote and quote this is what he said and to be fair he is actually right so i i looked up uh, on couple of sources i to be uh, unfortunately it's very hard to verify this statistics because uh, you know there's a lot of haywire and chaos happening but it is said that india is producing uh, has capacity to produce 7500 metric tons of liquid oxygen and with the second wave the requirement is about 6000 so there is actually uh, in terms of production there is a surplus the issue is with the transportation and not having uh, you know the made available in the cities or the covid hotspot distribution system. exactly exactly yeah. but that is something that the government is still not you know uh, uh, actually recognized addressing. or addressing they have not even said that yes this is true but that is where the biggest bottleneck is and i don't know i'm not even sure what what they were doing in the past 14 months because this See, was that's even sadder See, exactly if we do not have enough oxygen i do not understand it but still that is like we understand why are you not able to do a better stuff immediately like why are you not able to make the situation better immediately that we understand if you don't have enough oxygen but if it is because i don't know this so if it's because of a distribution problem then it's extremely sad <laughs> then it's extremely oh, i sad. think it's more concerned with the properties of oxygen itself because uh, liquid oxygen uh, in order to keep it in the liquid state it has to be at a temperature of minus 119 degrees minus celsius minus 125 yeah, yeah. minus 119 yeah. see that is a critical temperature okay. for oxygen so to keep it at that temperature is very difficult so most of the hospitals will have gaseous oxygen cylinders so the cylinders will have okay. gaseous oxygen so what uh, what's the advantage with the liquid stuff is One mL of liquid oxygen can give around 840 mL of uh, gaseous oxygen. So it's like hmm. 840 times more effective than a gaseous cylinder, and it occupies almost around the same space. The thing is, it's very expensive to manufacture those cryo oxygen cylinders. So we don't have many of those. That's what Tata did. He imported around 24 cryo cylinders for India. So we can transport oxygen oh, so in the not- liquid state. also it's not just a problem of lack of oxygen but rather oxygen cylinders sir yeah to transport oxygen in the liquid state is yeah difficult. yeah yeah i understand yeah i understand okay hmm. yeah, ultimately it's the same problem no? yeah. so furthermore what what i was reading up was that it is also 
the the improper design of hospitals in despite the first wave about in in handling these oxygen cylinders because it's still cylinders uh, very much in other you know western countries and other especially in south korea from what i read they have a copper pipeline to be able to distribute this very quickly from what i read it takes two or three people to uh, replace oxygen cylinder and that kind of labor is already you know short in in a in a, a hospital facility uh to get yeah. to get the doctors and the nurses to switch these cylinders so this this particular pipeline system was something the hospitals should have implemented agreed maybe the government is not entirely responsible in this but again they should have issued guidelines said that hey this is something you should look into it's it's very sad because we have a peak of disguise and employment where we have a person to give us a ticket for parking <laughs> from the parking machine to us <laughs> all right but we don't have enough people to carry oxygen cylinders that's also very sad like i'm actually surprised so, that he is aware of that fact like this is something that only people inside a hospital knows about like uh, like bringing in a new oxygen cylinder is in itself a job like you'll have to take approval from all the departments and a tender has to go from this department there you have to roll it in connect it it's like minimum of 45 minute ordeal just connecting or changing an oxygen cylinder this is actually thanks to finshots daily the podcast uh, that we we kind of heard a little bit kept ourselves updated with who informed us of this uh, small integrities yeah and i think i think we should keep giving podcast recommendations in this podcast yes <laughs> so guys please do check out finshots daily podcast <laughs> we can get other podcast to sponsor yeah this <laughs> Yeah. One last co- you know oxygen fact that I want to throw out before we oxygen kind of segue fact. into other things to talk about. <laughs> okay, medical oxygen and the the chaos that's happening right now. Later that is. Go ahead, Adi. We love you, Adi. Go ahead. India was exporting 4500 metric tons of oxygen up until January 2021 and there was a rise of almost 700% compared to 2020 to 2021. So India was actually the country exporting to other countries and now we have like Germany uh, flying in all these concentrators and like South Korea sending in this Japan sending in these uh, all these resources so it's uh, it just shows a failure you know, is, I think Jishnu uh, will have some interesting comments yeah, on this yeah. about economic model yeah yeah you know what is bad <laughs> no 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 I'm not talking about economic model you know what is sad when the Estonian cricket association Estonian cricket association is giving us money for <laughs> oxygen cylinder and other problem estonian cricket association i've never seen estonia in world cup all right no forget that have you ever seen estonia what do you know about estonia you're like estonia cricket association no no i didn't knew i didn't know that they played cricket that is the first news i've ever seen about estonian cricket <laughs> in short in, in short it came estonian cricket association mm-hmm. uh, gave uh, some money to indian government wow estonian cricket association <laughs> <laughs> that is too good <laughs> no that's what i don't understand about being so charitable with these things right so firstly we are we are one of those countries that are so against getting in the refugees and those people and one of the leading arguments in that is see we don't have enough resources to take care of them so it makes no sense now when you don't have resources you are just going out there and like be her Like, you let me in bro <laughs> what is this this whole i don't understand this whole double side over there it's uh, lack of resources now suddenly <laughs> they're like here take i'm very generous <laughs> it's just crazy it just makes no sense like some i don't know. 
but yeah so it's, yeah actually speaking of aid also i think a lot of people like a lot of countries are pitching in malaysia singapore japan but but for some reason you, india was like you un don't help us you guys know <laughs> everyone else cool man like i think it's fine so recently they rejected a plan which no, i think china too china too india china rejected too. china itself also oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they did they did they did it was actually uh, a twin sided it was this was a very weird thing you know, it's like those uh, kanan gill and all the comedians stand up videos where they're like uh, f- who's going to say the first like i'm not sure which co- who's uh, stand up this was about like i want to break up with you i said it first no i said it first that was a sketch this was actually a sketch comedy that yeah. kanan gill and kenny mm-hmm. sidas because china actually grounded all the flights that were bound to india with these oxygen supplies and other medical supplies and at the same time india <laughs> said we don't want any of that <laughs> it's oh, like man, it's, it's like a um, ego battle but we are we are the, like we are getting worse of it this yeah. is like a very bad ego battle And it's not surprising but, but uh, yeah but i i don't know i am not very mad about them saying no to china i don't know why yeah i, I mean i get it but putting out conspiracies yeah. or putting out conspiracies but like to be to, yeah actually to be fair to the central government every time china has tried to help after being the worst hit themselves they've not really done a great job so i think there were a lot of reports of them sending faulty n95 uh, masks and pe yes, like yes, protective yes. gear there was yes. a lot of that apparently the testing kits they sent were all nonsense yeah so you know i mean i'm just like okay fine but still like we co- kind of need it So it's like a whole balancing act but yeah it's 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 crazy but i think it's a great move of like global solidarity that has been shown that is something that i think just as a global citizen everyone should be happy about everyone trying to reach out except usa of course no which is exactly my problem which is exactly why i feel this time not this time corona has become this worse because there was not enough global solidarity right one of the biggest that thing is true. Uh, yeah because one of the biggest um biggest like i'd say biggest measure that we required was for international cooperation right for them to actually have an international uh cooperation and say that see this is what you guys should do and let's let's come together let's hold our hands and you know fight this disease no like our country should do this our country should do this our country we are going to pull our pull our funds from who right trump obviously we are going to pull our friends funds from who and i don't understand this if there was proper international co- cooperation we could have done much better for example let's take smallpox all right smallpox was much worse than by i'm not talking about the spreading part right it's not it never became a pandemic to my understanding but no small- no it was it was i think far deadlier yes it was it far was deadlier for a more lo- it's a much longer time so someone yeah. who got smallpox the chances of them dying were much higher and like the concept of a vaccine was i think came with the smallpox if i'm not wrong correct yes right? yes 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 in in the 18th uh, yes in the early 19th century someone i forgot yeah. that guy's name he came up with the vaccine uh edward jenner yeah sorry who who sorry medical medical professional is here who I think it's Edward Jenner. Edward yeah, Jenner. Probably. Okay. Yeah, probably. I'm just yeah, going to take your word for it. Cowpox, I think. Yeah. And I believe uh, my friend still regrets that he didn't get the Nobel Prize. Hmm. Maybe. 
No, my point is, yeah, basically my point is they were still able to eradicate the whole concept of vaccine itself came up much later. Still, we had a cold war that time. Not we, as in like the world had a cold war that time during when smallpox was getting worse and worse. Finally, they were able to not only contain it, they were able to eradicate it completely. Okay. Now, mm. this is the this is the first time we are ever producing a vaccine in such a short time. This is record time. One year is not not at all enough time to. uh you know produce a vaccine and we've been able to do that in one year right still a situation is getting much worse all right now just imagine with the more and more variants all right how how the situation would go go beyond from this yeah. medically this is the best no, that we have ever been in this world but it's still <laughs> look at our condition yeah like with smallpox the thing is it was much easier because those smallpox had much more fatality it was much more deadlier but the vaccine was really effective once you get smallpox and your you you get better you never got smallpox again and once you took the vaccine you'll never get smallpox that it was 100% effective but right now we don't have a 100% effective covid vaccine no but um, isn't it like smallpox is one of the another reason is also because it would only trans uh, transmit to another person only if the person had a symptom right there was no ma- many asymptomatic uh, carriers in small yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's from the pustules um, from the fluids from yeah. the pustules yeah i think you'll have to come in direct contact with the person but in india we used to burn the whole house down if one person in the house is infected with smallpox they just burn the house and rightly so that most densely populated country in the world had the, the worst. Uh, worst affected smallpox <laughs> no but worst affected smallpox this thing No, like uh, there is just so much you can talk about from like everything because of smallpox, influenza. We have our modern day sewage systems here in Bangalore, but like <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy what what kind of changes we've had for us since then. But like still, we are not able to combat this. Um, but yeah, I think one one more thing about international cooperation is that the uh, during the Cold War, the UN was a new organization, right? And, yes, yes. and that but that time people didn't really realize the faults in the system so the who was a binding force for everyone they were able to bring everyone together right but today you have more nationalist leaders than ever who believe in a more like america first or Correct. india first as mr <coughs> says but anyways <laughs> <laughs> um and and today the un is broken down the like the who is apparent like apparently a chinese organization now yes i don't know how they came to that conclusion but yeah they are they are influenced a lot and with that whole you know they i think even who went in their report and they were just like yeah china is not the place where this originated from so it makes it even worse for the who So I think it's just sad that all these institutions are sort of broken down, and you just need a new system to bring about this cooperation. So briefly, uh, Ashwin, you can probably help the Indian citizens trust the vaccines a bit more. I'll tell you the what what the uh, I don't think it's the majority. I, I feel like in the urban centers, it's it's much better. But I still have heard a decent, sizable population thinking that, oh, bro, the vaccine is made in India, bro. You can't trust it, bro. <laughs> what they would have done? Nothing, no research and all. Just four months, something they've put together and they're giving off. I don't want it, pa. That is the sizable population. I wouldn't say it's a big population, but for, you know, I think at least seventy percent has to be vaccinated for herd immunity, right? So maybe yeah. you can explain the science and maybe differentiate also between Covax and Covishield and how it actually doesn't matter. 
Okay. So, getting into vaccines, it gets very complex. So, I'll just uh, talk about immunity first. So, I don't think that was clear in the first session. So, what happens is the body recognizes pathogens as antigens. Okay. And it produces antibodies against antigens. So, uh, in a virus, the, uh, there are certain substances that are antigenic, which means they can act as antigens. Like, I'm just um, explaining it in the most simple terms. So, for COVID, let's say it's these spike proteins. So, once the body recognizes these spike proteins, uh, the body recognizes that this is something foreign and it's harmful and it will produce antibodies against those spike proteins. So, what we are trying to do is, we are just taking out these spike proteins from the virus and we are... Uh, like we are taking it and putting it on another virus which is not harmful to us. So in uh, and so what happens is this virus does not cause disease, but since it has those spike proteins, it will still produce the immune response. So the persons who are exposed to these vaccines, they'll still have antibodies against these spike proteins for COVID. Okay, is that clear? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's actually pretty, pretty much. Clear. Yeah. Okay, so what we are doing with Covishield is, Covishield is an inactivated viral vector vaccine. So what we are doing is we have taken an adenovirus from which infects chimpanzees, I think. So this virus, it does not cause any disease in humans. So we have taken that adenovirus as a vector. Means it, it carries stuff. That's what a vector stands for. So we have taken the adenovirus, the chimpanzee adenovirus, and we have put in the spike proteins of COVID-19 in it. So what this does is, the adenovirus does not cause any disease in humans, but it delivers these spike proteins to the human body. So now the body can recognize these spike proteins which are antigenic and it will produce antibodies actively. So when next time the actual coronavirus enters the body, the body will have antibodies to fight against it. So that's how mm, Covishield works. Makes okay. sense, yeah. Uh, the other vaccine we have is Covaxin. I think that's coming up right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Covishield, yeah. Yeah, it's Covaxin and Covishield. Yeah, I think Covishield is in supply right now. The next vaccine that's approved for India is Covaxin. It is an inactivated virus. So we are uh, basically supplying the whole coronavirus which is, in, uh, which is inactive. So its pathogenicity is not there. It does not produce disease in the body, but... We are just giving in the viral body, so it still has the antigenic spike protein. The whole viral structure is there, so the body can still produce an immune response and not get the disease. And a third vaccine, I think that's um, available. I, I, I don't think it's available. I think it's coming up. It's Sputnik V from Russia. That is also an inactivated viral vaccine. Yeah. But research but that is shows more that Sputnik V is that. much more effective than the other vaccines, but... I'm not sure because, yeah. And even if you have taken, know. yeah, we don't know. Even if you have <laughs> taken COVID shield, I don't think it's, I think it's only 62% efficacious. I think it, it gives you 62% protection per se. So even after taking COVID shield, people are getting infected. But um, there is data proving that the spread from a vaccinated person is very less the chances of getting infected again is very less. Also, the next time you get the disease, the severity is also very much reduced because it's not a foreign disease altogether. 
like body knows that okay yeah. we have seen something like this so it's fighting yeah so definitely get vaccinated um it's not 100% efficacious efficacious but that does not mean you don't get vaccinated 60% is better than 0% yeah no i think i think there are issues with the efficacy numbers as well so i i was uh, looking at this video so vox has been doing some excellent uh, work on uh, vaccinations and how it works and everything so the efficacy rate also depends on what time of the pandemic the testing was essentially done right so the so when the pfizer trials happened so the covid cases in the us were on a down low as compared to the when the johnson and johnson trial took place because it took place not yeah. just in usa it took place in brazil and another a few other hotspots and mm. it also took place at a time when the covid rates were the highest mm. so yeah. it's not all on efficacy so johnson and johnson and uh, pfizer have essentially shown the same results with the sense that the people who have received the vaccine have not died or are not hospitalized they may have a small cold yeah. or that's the max it has gone to so i think in usa a mayor had uh, taken the like had gotten the pfizer and the other i don't know which other company has the vaccine there so he had moderna approved, he had allowed these two moderna, moderna so he had allowed these two but he but he rejected johnson and johnson from coming in but then everyone was like dude it's not the efficacy rate that is the only factor and then he ultimately allowed johnson and johnson two days later so people just shouldn't look at the efficacy rates there are a lot of things behind those numbers at the end of the day you need there are so many other factors which play in there. yeah 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 exactly mm. right, so right so exactly so i think that's what adi started off with by saying you know people are not really sure of these vaccines which one to take and that is sort of hindering that people from taking the vaccines because they don't really know what's in it and then there's the whole anti vax movement which is absolutely absurd and we should leave for a because i think there is we should dedicate a whole 40 minutes bashing each and every person <laughs> who is part of it so <laughs> maybe we should talk about that later but um I think we we had one question which we were just thinking about right so if if we were to overcome all these fears and we were actually to make sure that every person who can get a vaccine goes to that you know goes and uh, gets vaccinated could we essentially prevent the third wave like i'm not sure but i think definitely the third wave will hit a lot less harder than uh, the second wave right if people are vaccinated no. Oh, if people, people are vaccinated. vaccinated. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right now I think less than 5% of India's population is vaccinated, less than 5%. So I don't know if it's reliable. I just read it somewhere, so yeah. that's nothing. You need at least 70% to 75%. And <laughs> imagine 70% of 1.3 billion. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah so i think in this next segment we'll just look at certain news articles that have come out of the uh, past week or so which sort of helps us in navigating through this episode to talk because there's so much to talk about right so let's just start off with the first one um which is the indian medical association vice president dr navjot dahia called the prime minister narendra modi as the super spreader amidst the second wave with the kumbh mela and the election rallies continuing to happen 
So thoughts. Let's start with Ashwin. Yeah, completely agree with him because like I don't know what's happening at Kumbh Mela, but uh, as far as the photos I've seen, nobody was wearing a mask, nobody was wearing clothes even, and <laughs> people were just jam packed together in that area. So there is there is like no surprise that it's starting. If, if this the second wave started there, there is no surprise. And the most disturbing part about that is that none of them were wearing clothes, which is just like <laughs> for some reason still yeah. more disturbing than COVID cases. <laughs> and there were a lot of memes like these people are not wearing masks. Like, dude, these people are not wearing clothes. <laughs> okay. No, see, Kumbhmela had an attendance of around approximately nine point one million. Right, nine point one million people. All right, see. And see, this is how the media. I don't know what is happening, but this is how the media portrays it. Kumbh Mela, um, the biggest uh, something, something, something gathering, Hindu gathering has happened here. All right. Uh, remember the masjid? How we all cursed? How we all cursed that those <laughs> pil- pil- pilgrims and masjid? Then they went to masjid, and five hundred people attended. I'm like, oh, how dare they attend? Five hundred people. What? They can't do this. And. This is fine, right? Kumbh Mela, nine point one million is okay, but five hundred is not okay. So this is this is exactly the definition of double standards. This is the epitome of double standards in our country. So yeah, yeah. exactly. And I said this before, and I'll say this again. Like all the bucks, they keep crying about how oh, those Librandos are just calling us. Uh, <laughs> they're calling us uh, Islamophobic and all of this for no reason. Yeah. And then this is just being no, no sense. Like Kumela is happening, but I can't go to church. Like what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like. <just> <laughs> <laughs> And even the perspective, right? Uh, I believe Yogi Adityanath was the, the second wave is happening in Maharashtra and not here. They, it's just absolute denial because I think it was Mahamandaleshwar Kapil Dev Das was basically one of the uh, chief priests, not just a priest, who was a chief priest and head of the Sanyasi Council, which was organizing this, which conducts this Kumbh Mela. He died of COVID-19. And that is when they realized that this was actually a problem. And that is when they, you know, kind of uh, put in certain certain restrictions and curbed uh, curbed. Until then, they were in absolute yeah, denial. Before this, the, the Tirupati, the temple reopened, and that time a lot of the people got infected. A lot of the like the yeah, yeah. not the staff. Mm. I think the priests over yeah. there. I know I said stuff, but yeah, a lot of the people there got infected, and it just like brushed aside because the cases were not that high back then. Right, so we just sort of brushed it to be yeah, brushed yeah. the carpet, but yeah. now I just like just just thinking about it is crazy. Yeah, one is Kumbh Mela, that other one is obviously election rallies. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. The election uh, Supreme Supreme Court and uh, other governments and everything actually asked whether to do uh, election rallies or not, and the election commission actually told that okay, no, we should conduct elections and let it conduct in the normal like. Like let it conduct without any much restrictions on rallies or anything. All right. So yeah, I'd say we have to completely blame the election commission. I would never blame the elections. All right. So that's exactly what uh, I was talking about uh, earlier when I spoke about Madras High Court telling that you know you're killing people, you're being a case. I, I think Aditya knows that better. Yeah, definitely. I mean, see the. Mm-hmm. 
approval always lies with the election commission even commission, if yeah. even if the uh, the most dominant party in in the country wants to conduct a election rally they have to keep it in check with the election commission and they approved every single one every single commission mm-hmm. i mean every single rally was approved and it wasn't like these were uh, tried to has any kind of you know measures in place or even spoke about how covid is a second wave might come or it is a deadly disease get vaccinated now that was happening all that was happening is what us you will get vaccines after we win for free this was literally one of their campaigns yeah, and that please. went viral on twitter mm-hmm. and to be honest that is i, I don't care even if you support bjp or a bhakt whatever it is i am calling out right now that is inhuman you cannot keep saying that uh, you will get vaccines only if you vote us into power you are already in power as a central government of india bjp that is you it is your duty by default to ensure 1.4 billion people get vaccinated it does not matter if you lose west bengal you still have to get them vaccinated and this this is just absolute here is where i think democracy is really failing because politics is still getting in, in the way of policies i feel like they should have just clearly mm. had a thought process that okay does not matter what happens we should have some other i mean don't they have enough mandate to promote apart from that i i personally think they do who who doesn't who has a mandate no okay that was a very subtle hint at what what was the mandate about but don't they have enough mandate bjp already to okay. promote other things instead of saying that vaccines is going to come at this point of time and with like proud you know photo of our uh, prime minister of a country honorable yes honorable prime minister of a country yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'll just head on to the other um, top news or statements okay so there was this interesting article that we all saw was karnataka revenue minister r ashoka admitted that 3000 patients are missing from bangalore alone oh, yeah 3000 patients missing oh yes that is missing. epic no that's epic that's epic to another proportion like it's not like you know i don't know i was telling these people ashun do you remember where there was this uh, uh, i think patanamthitta couple or something who went and attended a wedding and uh, you know and they went missing Do you remember this? And there was a huge uproar, and we should take a yeah, case yeah, yeah. against them <laughs> and all of that. Huge uproar, like two couple, like one couple, two people mm. went missing, and they have spread it. They have corona. We should find them. Then we should make sure. And they found them. Right? Here, three thousand people are missing. Not like, not like five. Not like ten. Not even like hundred. Three thousand. That is only in India. Only in India does this happen. so so mm-hmm. if you look into that article a little more so the thing is uh, they were apparently keeping track of these people by calling them and now 3000 people have their phones switched off <laughs> so now they can't reach them crazy <laughs> let In me guess uh, world where up uh, <laughs> this is karnataka no this is karnataka it's <laughs> a good guess to be honest <laughs> but uh, yeah so uh, If this was UP, you don't get that three thousand. You get three hundred or thirty or something. They <laughs> yeah. just cut it yeah, down. You, the number they just yeah, cut it down. UP is like this. Uh, let's say this uh, couple who broke up, and the guy is in denial that they have broken up. Like. They just, they just didn't deny it, like, uh, sir. What about the corona cases? No, we don't have corona. No, what corona, sir? What about the death tolls? No, that's all exaggerated. We don't have so many deaths, sir. Oxygen. We have oxygen. We we have oxygen. <laughs> Full denial. Whatever you ask, it's denial, 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 denial. 
someone is asking for oxygen in, on twitter <laughs> file a case against him we have oxygen why is he asking for oxygen on twitter case fir filed against that person also <laughs> god up is epic i knew from the moment he was elected that he, they would be epic <laughs> yeah this this reminds me of a very uh, funny meme that i saw mm-hmm. on on social media which was basically about arogya setu app <laughs> okay i, I don't mm-hmm. think uh it would be wise for me to use the exact language but it was like uh, abey you know fill in the blanks and then pura colony infect ho gaya lekin arogya setu ne ek bhi notification nahi bheja so it is basically uh that, that is that is this comment on the google play store which which was which i personally found wow. really really oh, hilarious review oh under review oh wow yeah, yeah, yeah. that is bold yeah. so <laughs> so the entire app works on you reporting that you are sick now if you don't report no shit <laughs> yeah you think the the first yeah, my exactly. first thought after after sneezing is not like oh i should get arogya setu who is thinking that crazy i i even forgot yeah. about its existence for the longest time till we research for this <laughs> yeah and then yeah. i find out i needed the app so you will have an unswipeable notif- notification from the yeah, app every time i just i have that but i you'll know it there <laughs> <laughs> no so the thing is i i saw that recently because i downloaded it again for to register for the vaccination so that time i kept it i'm like later there will be like no entry and all means why <laughs> so yeah, yeah me too yeah yeah me too i also kept it yeah. for the same reason yeah and yeah that notification is very annoying god i i just okay. i just keep on swiping it away so i don't see it <laughs> no i i don't think you can swipe yeah, it away how how are you able to do that what phone do you have no i just uh, read me so i just uh, <laughs> I, i that scroll down in that, that that that's where the notification comes right i just cancel everything oh. the whole thing clears yes yeah. is this china's revenge is like rejecting india the app like doesn't happen so yeah for me the china is doesn't yeah oh, oh what you'll ban us so easily okay <laughs> but that's that's nice <laughs> and and the apps like whatever apps have been they've not been working that great i think i already mentioned that coven website crashed in delhi uh, the the whatever app they had would direct all of these patients to one particular hospital where the app would show that there are 1500 beds available mm. but there are none and they would classify beds which are not icu beds as icu beds and there's a very big difference mm. so you know people would just rush to the hospital but then there are no thing and that would that that's a lot of time right because a lot of people would come from different but like uh, would, I, i think in the ncr region is a pretty big region right so going from anywhere it's a big thing and they would lose a lot of time so yeah somehow the it capital is just not working great for us so that's great but even then i think you have to applaud you know arvind kejriwal and his quick action on imposing the lockdown and restrictions because that really controlled the situation in delhi in my personal opinion otherwise it was it was no, really yeah, on the rise that dude is also no saint yeah, just yeah, saying yeah, definitely not but <laughs> the quick action of having a lockdown was some basic common sense which he implemented at, at that particular instance and did to ajit you were mentioning about this one case in up right where uh, some guy was asking for oxygen and he got uh, some case slapped on him or something i think that instance yeah, was I some know. misinformation but thankfully okay. now the supreme court of india uh, just today i think uh, uh, issued a statement saying that uh, all the states must not 
uh, you know uh, do any kind of uh, take any kind of uh, wrong action or like aggressive action against people voicing their uh, requirements or any of their uh, let, let me just read out the exact thing that'll be better sure if uh, all our governments listen to high courts and supreme courts the world would have been a better place are they that is true that is very much true which does not happen <laughs> morning morning our honorable prime minister came and said one one day morning uh, our honorable prime minister came and said see uh, yes uh, you can criticize the government yes we work on see we will definitely work on the criticism you should uh, criticize the government that's how we develop it that day evening the government released a notice telling that any any news against the government for the covid-19 situation your your twitter account will be banned i'm like I don't know. Is it like split personality? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> this this was the exact statement by SC. We want to make it very clear that if citizens communicate their grievances on social media and the internet, then it cannot be said to be wrong information. So and you, okay. can, you basically cannot take aggressive action against these citizens. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah but the one good the one thing about the one positive that has come out of the second wave is our unlikely hero is the trash bag of the internet also called twitter <laughs> has somehow come to the rescue for to all of us and uh, this, like for all those living under a rock um so what people are essentially doing is they're going on twitter and they're sharing resources relating to covid which ranges from finding icu beds to providing oxygen cylinders to whatever else is required for a covid patient including meals for people who are you know covid positive and are in under isolation there are people who are supplying meals to them all of this on the on social media is just circulating around people are making groups and uh, they're continuously from morning to night they're setting they're calling hospitals they're calling suppliers and it's such a massive effort it is just amazing yeah have have you guys come across people who've been like helped by the system yeah actually um, i was just speaking to some of my students some of them are actually volunteering for this so um when someone actually sent me uh, that they require this oxygen and everything i didn't me personally i didn't know what to do so i called one of my student and i asked see uh, there's someone asking for this what do i do and student explained to me sir you do one thing you tell them to send them send this for uh, you know send all their details in a particular format and you say sir you send me a whatsapp message alright and uh, you know i will do the re- required so they are volunteering so i also sent it to alden who where alden's friend was yeah. uh, volunteering and another student of mine was volunteering it's wonderful like actually this is where you learn from the students also because it that come that whole twitter community that social media this is what social media is for right this is what it right. is supposed to do and i'm mm-hmm. glad that some people are actually taking it up and doing it <laughs> all right so yeah it was wonderful for me to learn i had no clue what to do i had asked the student and he he was explaining to me sir you do this we'll take care of the rest and i felt so happy proud moment for a teacher <laughs> no it was it was actually it was no it's such a great thing because when when you're affected with covid you especially someone with a severe case you know for, fortunately uh, like you know it's not happened to us but mm. there are so many people who, and with so many so much less resources who have no idea where to go 
and all you have to do is drop a message and there are so many people who are immediately texting you which is such a beautiful thing to watch yeah it's a it's a great community like uh, mm. that student community who are like actually there who has actually learned something out of the school year it's a great community exactly and i see i uh, like i i see a lot of people putting up uh, you know they're using instagram also i see that they, they just put continuously relentless they put up these stories and they keep updating on their uh, whatsapp groups so if, so if if you've not come across this so they all have a format in place and this is surprising how all of the groups have a similar format so you know that these groups are also coordinating so the yeah. the format that you yeah. sent you know just you know the same yeah. thing was the one being used by other groups yeah yeah so it's a wonderful community that's and it's so amazing and heartening to see so many people right now i'm seeing so many people making reels on and just spreading awareness on how you can deal with the vaccine mm. i mean not the vaccine the virus mm. right and yeah. i see these reels which are like telling you home remedies or they're just telling you what to do what not to do how to register for vaccination and that is an excellent thing to do within 15 seconds you're dissipating so much information to someone and which is so engaging there instead of reading out of a random post yeah right i hope yeah, it doesn't so, become a challenge now <laughs> oh god why is a this challenge <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 Honestly I hope it does so that more people can I will actually do it yeah maybe yeah 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 actually yes yeah. yes yeah they just dancing to some nonsense and there's yeah. relevant information on the screen yeah. I I I mean the pros are really the prime concept. minister is known for challenges actually he loves challenges <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he doesn't tackle them well. oof <laughs> oof <laughs> um it, it was fun yeah. doing this podcast with you dishna <laughs> <laughs> actually to, to be very very honest uh, this is something we have to add in the in, in the recording uh, to everyone who's listening to this a simple clarification that we would like to make is that we are completely apolitical for the most part we don't share political interests with any party whatsoever <laughs> we are just citizens watching out for our own country and a country is in turmoil right now and we're voicing out our strong opinions yeah and you'll know how apolitical we are when we are going to talk about uh, you know there is another episode coming up where we are proving that we are apolitical so please listen to it okay Well, lowest to highest. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I I really as not a parting thought. I'd like to thank. Uh, we have always thanked the frontline workers, actually. But I'd like to thank one specific group, who are my Swiggy Chetas and Annas. All right, without whom I would have never <laughs> had a good meal in Bangalore. Mm. All right, they kept on coming despite all this. They just deliver my groceries. You know, I I am I never go out and buy because I'm scared. So the groceries, the food, everything. So I think we should all tip them. Yeah. Right, every time we buy something from Swiggy, just add yeah. like thirty yeah. rupees. I think that is possible for each and every one of us. Without them, um, I would have lost maybe like five 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 kgs. I don't know. So yeah, I'd like to actually thank them also, who was actually underappreciated most of the times. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah, Adi, yeah, definitely. 
uh, I think it's pretty obvious, but I just want to reiterate because there's so many times people keep hesitating. Please register for the vaccination. Go get yourself vaccinated. Ensure your family also get vaccinated. The relatives you don't like also get vaccinated. Just urge everyone. And this is something that you have to speak your mind of. Being an educated person, you just need to urge other people as well. It's not just about the five people, you know, your closest to getting vaccinated. It's about every other person that you meet. Start con like let your icebreaker be. So did you get vaccinated? And if not, tell them, convince them. Okay, don't don't just like fanatically get angry at them. Convince them that you need to go get yourself vaccinated. Please do this. It's it's of utmost priority right now. Oh, correct, yeah. true. I did go ahead. No, but we've actually made a lot of jokes throughout this entire uh, <laughs> podcast, and but you guys didn't come to me. No, you're the most important. You're last, so. <laughs> Just take, take the honor. Shameless solicitor, you made me least important, man. Purposely. We can take a vote, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Sure, sure. No. But on a more serious note, like, see, we made a lot of jokes, but um, that doesn't... I know it's just more of a coping mechanism than uh, us making, taking, making the, you know, taking light of the situation. It's a very, it's a shit show out there. Please stay at home if you can, right? Don't go out unnecessarily. And if you do, just like don't talk to anyone. Wear a mask, sanitize properly, and yeah, stay at home as much as you can. And yeah, try and get vaccinated. So, Dr. Ashwin, any last thoughts? Yeah, actually what I had to say is an extension of what you just said. Uh, right now, the biggest thing is getting vaccinated, but that doesn't mean you have complete immunity for the disease. And that doesn't mean that uh, you'll never get the disease again. That, does, that doesn't mean you can stop wearing a mask, walk around. No, the most important thing you can do right now, even if you're not vaccinated, is following the basic things like hand washing, sanitizing, wearing a mask, keeping social distance. That is the most important thing that anyone can do right now. It doesn't cost you anything. And it is the, I think it's the most pivotal step right now to stop the spread. Even more than the vaccination, I think as far as India is concerned, the basics are the most important steps that everyone must follow right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, that's excellent. I think this was a great discussion. We discussed quite a bit. And um, yeah, I, I think we... We have a long way to go in this uh, pandemic or a lockdown. I don't think this lockdown is going to be just 14 days. Uh, and this is going to extend, of course. And this is a long battle. In, I think in, so. influenza had four waves and smallpox were there for decades. So unless we don't you know, act rapidly and rationally, we are going to be, this, be in this for quite a bit. So yeah, it's going to be... It's such a grim note to end on. Yeah, so... Yeah. So anyway, thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. Now, I know we went about this episode in a slightly lighthearted fashion, but we fully understand the situation out there and it is not to belittle it in any, in any way. It is just one of our ways to kind of sustainably endure this pandemic. And I have just a short story to kind of elaborate on why we took up this approach. That is of uh, Marcus Aurelius, who was the Roman emperor as well as a Stoic philosopher. And essentially, during his reign, there was over a 14 to 15 year long pandemic of the plague itself. And he decided to kind of take on, take on the situation in a very mentally sustainable fashion, wherein he did not 
take to his heart all the uh, grief around him and all the devastation around him rather he chose to be stoic about it and he chose to lead his life the way he would and took up all his responsibilities fulfilled all of them but as i said he did so in a stoic fashion without letting it truly depress him otherwise he said he could not have fulfilled his responsibilities in a similar fashion we believe we cannot kind of carry out our own tasks if we continue to be uh, really anxious and kind of uh, disheartened about what's happening around us we sincerely hope the situation gets better but until then we hope you continue to listen to our podcast and enjoy this episode alden take it away yep i have to agree with the aditya there try and stay home if you can get vaccinated if you can and um, the second wave is much worse than the first one so try your best to uh, stop the spread out there also if you want to check out our other episodes and if you liked what you heard you can listen to season 1 of the imagined order on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this episode right now you can also head on to our instagram page which is the.imagine.order where you can get all updates about our podcast and some extra content if you like what you're listening to so with that cheers i have nothing to say bye guys yeah no one asked you should just like no <laughs>